0: The Supreme Court finally comes down with their decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Roe v. Wade is done. Casey v. Planned Parenthood, done. The responses are amazing. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. The celebrations have begun. So, abortion Roe versus Wade and uh, Roe versus Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood are gone. They are no longer. They are kaput. They're finished. We got a lot to cover. I may even go a little long here. So, I the ruling came out this morning at about seven o'clock, ten o'clock Eastern, and it was a kind of a bizarre decision. We're going to go through some of it. It's 200 pages. I haven't read the whole thing. I've gotten to the highlights. I did. I downloaded the whole thing. I'll read the whole thing. Uh, we're probably going to go through it again Monday simply because uh, the riots will start tonight. It's going to happen. But we'll get to all of that. So let's just give kind of an overview of what is happening. Now, I am not using a script. I am going off the cuff. I took some notes and so I'll be reviewing notes, but I, I really am coming up here. So the decision came down. The decision was, um, kind of six to three, probably closer to five to four. In reality, it was probably five, three, and one. Okay, it was it was a very bizarre decision. Um, the majority opinions: uh, Alito, Thomas, Kavanaugh. Barrett and Gorsuch were definite yeses overturned Roe versus Wade. Um, the worst justice probably in the history of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, was concurred with the decision, but didn't believe they should have overturned Roe versus Wade because he's kind of a pussy, and that's why he didn't want to go all the way. And, of course, you've got uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, and Breyer who uh dissented they went against it completely there were three majority opinions they were by alito thomas and kavanaugh alito's opinion increased by about 20 pages from that draft that was um that draft that was leaked and basically it was the same same draft so essentially it is abortion not in the constitution Roe versus Wade was a terrible decision, filled with footnotes. In the 20 pages, and now I understand why it took so long for them to come up, because everybody and their mother wrote an opinion on this thing. Okay, so what we talked about with Alito's opinion wasn't actually much different than it was before. The one thing this opinion did, which I was kind of tripped out about, And Clarence Thomas' opinion, which I need to read because I hear it's one of the best opinions ever written, um, is they attacked John Roberts, which I thought was trippy. Basically, what Alito, Thomas, and Kavanaugh did was they ganged up on Roberts for not having the balls to go in there and side with them, making this an absolute positive 6-3 decision. They said that Roberts' opinion was that um, Robert's opinion, we, we'll start with Robert's opinion. Again, I'm not using this. Robert's opinion goes through uh, the fact that they could, he wanted to accept the Mississippi law, which is why he concurred. He believed the Mississippi law, which says you can have an abortion at 15 weeks. He thought that was a good law. He didn't th- see any problem with it constitutionally. And he should. they should actually just uphold the law. But that's it. They didn't want to uphold, they wanted to uphold the law, but he didn't want to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade or Casey versus Planned Parenthood. So he wanted to keep keep the precedence, but just uphold the law. Now what Thomas, Alito and Kavanaugh pointed out was that this would never end unless Roe v.ersus Wade and Casey versus uh Casey versus Planned Parenthood were overturned. That there would be another case that would come out, and another, and another, and another. So they decided, you know what, no, it's got to end. And it's got to be kicked back to the States. And that it's naive to believe. They basically, they basically um, dicked Roberts for being a pussy. I know I'm cussing a little bit, but that's because I'm just enjoying I'm 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 enjoying this so much. Okay, so basically the three three opinions were about the same. Not in the Constitution, you can't use the Fourteenth Amendment. That's basically it. Thomas's opinion was had to have been the strongest opinion in the pro opinion march. One of the things Thomas did did is There were a lot of other rulings that were based off the 14th Amendment. Now, the 14th Amendment is the Due Process Clause. And what was described by, I think it was Kennedy, was that privacy can be found in the penumbra of the 14th Amendment. Privacy is not explicitly said in the 14th Amendment. But it can see, be seen, it can be read between the lines of the 14th Amendment. And therefore, that's one of the reasons why Roe versus Wade came into being and Casey versus Planned Parenthood came into being. Because this, there's this privacy thing in between the lines of the Constitution of the 14th Amendment that gave someone the right to kill their baby. Well, one thing I learned when in in school, in college, when I'm reading my literature, is don't read in between the lines because there's nothing but white space. And that's what Thomas said. Thomas said there is no privacy in the 14th Amendment. It has nothing to do with privacy except for due process. <laughs> People have to follow due process. That's it. There's life, liberty, and property. That's it. The government cannot take that away without due process. There is nothing in that amendment that says anything about privacy. And he said, that's the problem. That's been a problem. And then Thomas points out, you know, there were other Supreme Court justices that said Roe versus Wade was a very shaky law. And Casey versus Planned Parenthood was based off Roe versus Wade. So, if you overturn Roe versus Wade, you had to overturn Casey versus uh, Planned Parenthood. And he said it is foolish. He basically said it is. I wish I could. I had the actual text in front of me, but he basically said it is foolish to think otherwise. These needed to be overturned. They were overturned. Done deal. Finished. And then he went a step further. Now, this isn't going to happen, but he said any other, any other precedents that use the 14th Amendment based off Roe v.ersus Wade, for example, gay marriage, also are bad precedents, and they should be overturned. Now, before all the gay marriage folk get crazy, that's not going to happen. He even said in his deal, we're not here to look at gay marriage, which he did explicitly mention. But if it does come to the Supreme Court, they really do need to take a look at it because it's based off privacy in the 14th amendment. And that was based off Roe versus Wade. Well, Roe versus Wade is overturned. So suddenly the gay marriage thing is out. uh, There are also other precedents like, um, anal, uh, anal sex, which I think is, 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 uh, is the gay marriage thing. There's Uh, other precedents that concerning birth control, things like that, that may need to be looked at in the future. Now, again, does the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch have the balls? And we know John Roberts doesn't, but does the Supreme Court have the balls to actually go in and overturn those? Of course not. They don't. As far as I'm concerned, gay marriage, the gay marriage thing, that's probably going to be considered super precedents. It's not going anywhere. But just for Roberts, to say that this is super precedence. That this is something that they need to take a look at. And they should. I mean, they should. I personally think that the um, gay marriage is crap. Because this should have been done in a state-by-state basis. It, it was exactly like Roe versus Wade. Right? But they didn't. So, it is what it is. I, it's it's going to go on. The dissent... I did read the dissent. I read about the first 25 pages of the dissent. Um, The dissent is actually 66 pages long. And you could... This is lawyer speak. You could take that 66 pages... 66 pages... And put it in three words. Abortion is good. That's all it is. That's all it said. It never referred to the Supreme Court... There were only a couple of places where it referred to any precedence, but, or Supreme Court. It never referred to the Constitution. It never referred to, it, it referred to some precedents, But in all in all, it was 66 pages of saying abortion good. That's all I said. It was a crap, uh, it was a crap dissent. It didn't defend itself at all. It didn't attack the, well, I did attack the uh, the uh, concurrence. It did attack the the opinions. And it attacked the opinions as being, guess what? Sexist, racist, homophobe, blah, 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 blah. So it was a garbage dissent. Uh, maybe we'll talk more about it later when I read it. Because, I mean, this came down three hours ago. And the reason it took me so long to get this this... <laughs> This podcast up is because I was waiting for President Biden to start talking. And while we're at it, let's I I love the reactions of the left because it their their left their tears are so delicious to see them flip out. President Biden came out, he made I think it was about a ten minute speech about it. Of course, he didn't take any questions. He ran away like a big puss. Uh, let's listen to some of his speech. And then We're going to get down to exactly why he thinks this ruling is so important because it's not why you think it's not because abortion is important and women are going to die and they're going to be sticking, you know, um, wire hangers up their cooches or anything like that, which by the way, that never happened. That, that was very rare before Roe versus Wade. There was like 700 women who died from illegal abortion. It's just that that is just a lie it is something they made up. Uh, the guy who made that up admits he made it up because now he's anti-abortion because he's actually seen what abortion does. So let's listen to some of President Biden's speech and then let's take a look at some of the other some of the other reactions from the left and then some of the reactions from the right because they were good too. Okay, so let's listen to his speech.
1: Today is a I not hyperbole suggest a very solemn moment. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people that it had already recognized. They didn't limit it. They simply took it away. That's never been done to a right so important to so many Americans, but they did it. It's a sad day for the court and for the country.
0: Actually, the Supreme Court determined that it wasn't a right and that the Roe v. Wade was a crappy decision. And by the way, there were some pretty influential Supreme Court justices that were on the left that agreed with that, too, Um, one of them being Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But whatever. Let's continue on.
1: Fifty years ago, Roe v. Wade was decided and has been the law of the land since then. This landmark case protected women's right to choose her right to make intensely personal decisions with her doctor, free from the the interference of politics. It reaffirmed basic principles of equality, that women have the power to control their own destiny. And it reinforced a fundamental right of privacy, the right of each of us to choose how to live our lives.
0: Two things here. Women didn't lose their rights. They just have, have the right to not get pregnant they didn't lose their freedoms here they just can't kill a baby and notice there's never a discussion about the baby here that that i mean thomas and alito both said i mean it's a real baby so it's a real child it's a human being he never mentions that and by the way again the privacy argument it's not in the constitution the the reason roe versus this is why they say it's unconstitutional roe versus Wade does not mention anything about privacy, or um, I'm sorry, uh, the Constitution doesn't mention anything about privacy, especially in the 14th Amendment, which is where Roe versus Wade was determined. Let's continue.
1: Now, with Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk.
0: No, the health and well-being and lives of mothers are not in danger at all. Okay, I'm going to skip a forward, because then he starts rambling a little bit.
1: Roe v. Wade was a 7-2 decision, written by a justice appointed by a Republican president, Richard Nixon. In the five decades that followed Roe v. Wade, justices appointed by Republican presidents from Eisenhower, Nixon, and Reagan, George W. Bush, were among the justices who voted to uphold the principles set forth in Roe v. Wade.
0: So Republican justices, justices picked by Republican presidents means that Roe versus Wade should have been kept up? No. I think it just means that Republican justices suck ass. They suck ass at picking justices. John Roberts was picked by Bush. John Roberts is the most cowardly justice on the, on the bench. So I, I, don't want, I don't want to hear about that. Okay, here's the big point that, that Biden needs to make
1: was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Make no mistake. This decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset the balance of our law.
0: There you go. Those evil ultra-mega people. There it is. Trump's fault. Blame Trump, ultra mega, the mega king, um, whatever else he decides to say. Gotta get, gotta get Trump in there somehow.
1: It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. The court has done what it has never done before: expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that it had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. State laws banning abortion are automatically taking effect today, jeopardizing the health of millions of women, some without exceptions. So extreme that the women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist's child. The child, the consequence. A, it just, it just stuns me. So extreme that doctors will be criminalized for fulfilling their duty to care. Imagine having a young women have to, ch- to carry the child of incest as a consequence of incest. No option. Too often the case poor women are going to be hit the hardest. It's cruel.
0: This abortion and in, this abortion for incest and rape victims is is a stupid argument. It's a, it's an extreme argument. What is, what are the percentage of women that that have abortions are victims of rape and incest? Less than 1%. Most abortions are from multiple from people who've had multiple abortions. So that's just an absolute lie. And by the way, Abortion is not safe and healthy. They like to make this this stupid argument, but it's not. It's actually more dangerous. Women are safer not having abortion than they are having an abortion. That's fact. That's, you know, science. And again, he admits in this section that it is a child. This is another amazing what is wrong with Democrats? That they can't get their speeches correctly. Call it a fetus. Call it a clump of cells. You just said it's a child. It's a human being. Incredible. Okay, let's keep going.
1: In fact, the court laid out state laws criminalizing abortion that go back to the 1800s (laughs) as rationale. The court literally taking America back 150 years. This is a sad day for the country, in my view.
0: Actually they went through all of history. And the reason they went back all of history is because there is no precedence that abortion was ever legal. That's what they're that's why they went all the way back to eighteen fifty. Because the reality is from eighteen fifty on, since the constitution was made up, abortion has always been illegal in this country.
1: But it doesn't mean the fight's over. Let me be very clear and unambiguous. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose, the balance that existed, is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. No executive action from the president can do that. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the vote to votes to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose into federal law once again. Elect more state leaders to protect this right at the local level. We need to restore the protections of Roe as law of the land. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot, the right to privacy, liberty, equality, they're all on the ballot. Until then, I will do all of my power to protect a woman's right in states where they will face the consequences of today's
0: decision. And there it is. End of speech. We don't need to hear the other three minutes of it. And by the way, then he left and didn't take any questions, of course. Uh, um, This is a voting thing. This is an election. This is a campaign. Thing. They're trying to make abortion into a campaign deal. And guess what? It's not going to work. Because most people don't care about abortion. Most people are worried about gas prices. They're worried about inflation. They're worried about the war in Ukraine. They're worried about the de- deficit. They're worried about uh, soldiers being killed in Afghanistan. They're not worried about abortion. They really aren't. And by the way, any federal law they make would be struck down by the Supreme Court because the reality is. The Supreme Court did something that's called federalism. They actually make the states vote for it. That's what they're doing. And that's important. That's federalism. That's what the founding fathers wanted. States should have the choice. And that's why any federal law that codifies Roe versus Wade would not be, would be struck down by the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court says, oh, some states don't want it. You can't force a state to do something. But this whole thing, this is a campaign deal. They're going to get killed in November. They're still going to get killed in November. But they're going to push abortion, abortion, abortion. They're going to ignore inflation. They're going to ignore gas prices. They're going to ignore oil shortages. They're going to ignore food shortages. They're going to ignore the war in Ukraine because nothing is going well. Nothing is going well. Okay, so here's Nancy Pelosi, of course. We've got to listen. I, I just love leftist tears. And then we'll go over some quotes they they had out. So here's Nancy Pelosi reacting
2: there's no point in saying good morning because it certainly is not one this morning the radical supreme court is eviscerating american's rights and endangering their health and safety but the congress will continue to act uh to overcome this extremism extremism and protect the american people today the republican controlled supreme court has achieved their dark extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make their own dis- reproductive health decisions. Because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers. With Roe and their attempt to destroy it, radical Republicans are charging ahead with their crusade to criminalize health freedom.
0: Oh, the leftist tears are so salty and so sweet. Oh, and again, it's Trump's fault. It's it's McConnell's fault. You know what's coming next, right? It's going to be calls to end the filibuster and expand the Supreme Court. Too late for that. Too late for that. They're going to get killed in November. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. But, yeah, again, they're ignoring the fact that Roe versus Wade was a crappy decision, and it was, and Casey was built off of it. So you had one crappy decision built on another crappy de- decision. But that's okay. Here's AOC. She had her brilliant take on it.
2: What the Supreme Court just did was that they chose to endanger the lives of all women and all birthing people in this country. Um, But not only that, they've chosen to strip rights from men, too, because, frankly, the right to our own bodies and the right to form our families, this is this is something that belongs to all of us. And it does not belong to lawmakers, does not belong to nine Supreme Court justices.
0: I love the birthing people thing. I think that's that's great. That's great. AOC, you're you're a genius. I also, I also want to point out, I mean, we're talking a great political and legal mind of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez here talking about how the world's going to end because Roe versus Wade is overturned and actually states can make decisions on their own by voting. And this is the other thing that, that I love with Nancy Pelosi and I love with, with Joe Biden. They keep talking about, well, now you have to vote. Um, well, yeah, but that's what the Supreme Court did. They made it that your vote now counts for abortion. You can you can pick your politicians based on abortion, and, uh, on your abortion stance. You couldn't do that before when Ro, when Roe versus Wade was illegal. It was a federal thing, and now the the Supreme Court says no. It, it goes to the states, and then the states can vote for the what they want. Do they want abortion? Do they not want abortion? So yeah, AOC is just a complete moron and she keeps proving it. So here are some other here are some other reactions because uh, yeah the reactions are just beautiful here. So Barack Obama said today said today the Supreme Court not only reversed 50 years of precedent, it relegated the most intensely personal decisions someone can make to the whims of a pol- of politicians and ideologues, attacking the essential freedoms of millions of Americans. For more than a month we've known this day was coming but that doesn't make it any less devastating. Well, here's the whole thing. Um, No, it actually does the opposite. Politicians and ideologues were keeping abortion legal. And what's going to happen now is the states, the people are going to be able to determine through their vote whether abortion should be legal or not. Michelle Obama said, Few, if any, women make the decision to terminate a pregnancy casually. And people of goodwill across the political spread spectrum can hold different views on the subject. Yes, but now their views they can use to vote and determine whether abortion should be legal or illegal in their states. AOC, of course, she tweeted overturning Roe and, uh, and outlawing abortions. That actually is not what happened. Abortions in California, New York, Massachusetts, Washington, D.C., even Florida. Not going to be bad. Will never make them go away. It only makes them more dangerous, especially for the poor and marginalized. You know, like the transgender people, men who think they are women and decide they can get pregnant too. People will die because of the decision. That's the fear-mongering the left does. And we will never stop until abortion rights are restored in the United States of America. Well, abortion rights never aren't going anywhere unless you're uh, uh, unless you're a conservative state. And then you can leave the state or you can vote to put people into power in your state that will allow abortion. That just gives the person, gives the citizen more power. Chuck Schumer said, uh, today is a, one of the darkest days of our country has ever seen. American women. You know, it, it's always one of the darkest days, right? Every day. January 6th was one of the darkest days in history. Of course, the three months of rioting back in 2020 wasn't a dark day or anything. American women are having their rights taken away by five unelected justices on the extremist MAGA court. Yeah, there it is, finally. These justices, appointed by Republicans and presiding without accountability, have stolen fundamental rights to abortion. Last I heard, uh, accountability was exactly... They, they are accountable, um, they are unelected, and they're neutral. They're supposed to be neutral. We can see the left-wing part of the court, they're not neutral. They, they can't even defend their stance. But there isn't, those are the leftist tears. Uh, Trump actually said, Donald Trump, the guy who elected three of those Supreme Court justices that voted against Roe versus Wade, said, this is following the Constitution and giving rights back when they should have been given long ago. I think in the end, this is something that will work out for everybody. This brings everything back to the states where it should, where it always, where it has always belonged. He's absolutely great. It's absolutely correct on that. And of course, then there's Molly Hemingway. I think this pretty much sums it up. Praise God, she tweeted. Very good. Uh, Molly Hemingway is the head of the Federalist. She's the editor-in-chief of the Federalist, which is a conservative uh, news site. And then finally, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know she's the AOC of the Conservative Party she said this right
1: now what's your thoughts on this
2: I, I think I think it's a miracle I'm so thrilled like I, I've cried about this we prayed but everybody here is celebrating but the Supreme Court had the courage they had the bravery overturning Roe versus Wade giving it back to the states and hopefully this can be the end of, the beginning to the end of abortion. So I think, I think we know God is real and I think we know that prayer works and I'm just so overjoyed. God bless everyone that's worked on it.
1: Yeah, now it's time for people to get the facts as far as it goes back to the states. There's a lot of misinformation
2: out there. Back to the states. So abortion did not end today. That's not what happened. Uh, The Supreme Court overturned, uh, through the Dobbs decision, overturned Roe versus Wade. That means that it goes back to the states and they have the right to make their own abortion laws, whether they completely outlaw abortion in their state or they allow it to occur at some level. So this is, everyone needs to understand it's not totally over. We have we have people over here that are screaming, demanding to be able to murder babies, but they still can do it. So, what they're demanding is, um, has it been taken away from them? They can still kill a baby in the womb, but what has happened is we can we can allow states to choose. Okay, let's talk.
0: I'm not a huge fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's the id of conservatism. She's the AOC of conservatives. She's a the frogs are gay, Jewish space lasers, conspiracy nut. I I totally, but she does basically say exactly what a lot of people are thinking about with this whole mess. And she's right. Thank God this has happened. This is a this is a an important thing. And you her joy is the same as joy. I mean, I almost cried this morning. I was like, I couldn't believe that this would end. I never thought I'd see Roe versus Wade overturned. So, you know, it's just nice to see that there is a lot of conservative and she's a woman. She may be nuts, but she is a woman and she's anti-abortion. She's also kind of cute and can do a lot of pull-ups. So, she's a good person. I like her. Okay, now what's going to happen? Because we've gotten through the reactions and and the question is what's going to happen? First off, Don't listen to CNN or MSNBC. They're full of crap. Roe versus Wade being overturned does not end abortion at all. California, Washington, Oregon, Washington, D.C., um, Massachusetts, New York, they're still going to have an abortion. As a matter of fact, they're probably going to expand abortion. I would bet my left arm that you're going to be able to kill, you're going to be able to abort your child until the kid's 15 years old with California, I definitely see that happening. I mean they already have laws uh, ready to be voted on that do that. So to sit there and think that this is going to all go away and abortion is suddenly not going to be there. No, it's just going to, it's just going to be voted on by the states. And e- even states, conservative states, like let's say Florida, I don't expect abortion is going to be banned in Florida. I believe it'll probably be cut down a little bit. I think Uh, Florida is going to do it correctly. I think you need to just kind of trim that tree until that tree falls over, until there are no more leaves on the tree. I would much rather see states go out there and get rid of it altogether. But that's not going to happen. And this is what the media is going to push, push, because they're not pushing it because they're really pro-abortion. They're pushing it because it's got to be a campaign slogan for November's elections. And that's what this is going to be, a campaign slogan. Nothing more. Now, there are 13 states that have uh, uh, triggers set up so that abortion will be outlawed the second that this, the second that the Roe versus Wade was overturned, because they were expecting it to be overturned. And by the way, we went over the arguments when they were arguing this last year. Yeah, it sounded like it was going to be overturned. The arguments were really good. So those 13 states that now are officially banning abortion are Utah, Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, Idaho, Texas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So those states have outright, as of I think today, banned abortion. As a matter of fact, in a bunch of these states, abortion clinics are closing. They are literally shutting down right now because they can't do abortions. Isn't that sad? That these places, all they do is abortions, that's what they do and they can't keep in business if they can't kill babies? But that is actually happening right now. They are shutting down because they they can't c- commit abortion. There are three there are five states that are going to not have triggers for bans. But they are triggered to implement much stronger anti-abortion laws. Those are Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Ohio, and Iowa. What those states do, they are, they are really limiting abortion. And they're going to make it, not that it's necessarily going to be illegal, but it's, they're going to drop it, I think, to 15 weeks, 12 weeks, some of them. So they're, they're just dropping abortion down to practically nothing. okay. And the other talking point that a lot of these guys are making is that um, you're not going to be able to travel out of state. I haven't heard of that. I'm going to have to look up and see if any of these states actually will uh, prosecute women who decide to go out of state for abortion, though I, I, I've never heard of any state actually doing that. I'm going to have to look that up. I'll, I'll give you more information on that later. So, what's the reaction going to be from the public? Well, there's going to be violence. This is a really bad thing for Democrats. As a matter of fact, let's listen to this little excerpt right after the uh, right after the uh, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Listen. So they're right off the bat calling for into the streets. So you can imagine there's going to be, and by the way, do you know who was saying that? That was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the wonderful representative from the state of New York, our politician. Does that question, does that sound like incitement to you? This is going to be a big problem for the Democrats, especially those idiots that are on the January 6th committee. If violence does happen tonight, and I think it's not just going to be tonight, it's going to be through the summer, because they're already promising a summer of rage. That group, Jane's Revenge, that pro-abortion group, Jane's Revenge, is already firebombing clinics. There has already been a manifesto from that, from that group that is saying that they're going to burn down churches. This is, this is going to happen. This is going to be ugly. And the problem the January 6th committee is going to have is they're going to have to sit there and explain why January 6th, where 200 dumbasses walked into the Capitol building, all of who are in jail, is accept, is unacceptable, but why burning churches down is going to be unacceptable. Now, we already they already won't answer why firebombing and and vandalizing anti-abortion clinics are are being ter- they don't they don't talk about that. Matter of fact, that's supported. But it's going to be very difficult to scream January 6th like they've been doing now for 2 year, for a year and a half. And then not question, okay, every two years are we going to have a, a summer of rage where the people are just going to burn crap down? Me, I personally, am going to enjoy watching them burn crap down and watch the Democrats run in circles trying to figure out how to explain why they support this but don't support, but uh, are, are really hardcore against the uh, January 6th rioters. I do think rioting is bad no matter who does it. I think what happened in January 6th was terrible. Those guys are all in jail right now. By the way, they're still in jail, and none of them have gotten trials and crap like that. And the couple that did get trials, there's a lot of questions with January 6th. But that was bad. And they should be in jail. But they're going to have, Democrats are going to have a hard time explaining why they support the quote, summer of rage, end quote. And that's not my quote, that's what the manifesto is calling for. That's what Jane's Revenge is calling for, a summer of rage, where they they are threatening anti-abortion clinics, they are threatening to burn down churches. I can't wait to see how the Democrats are going to run in circles. I also am going to find it to be absolutely hysterical when you see all of these riots are going to occur in blue states. Do you think we're going to see riots in Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, Georgia? Uh, We might see some in Georgia. We might see some in Atlanta, South Dakota, North Dakota. Do you think we're going to see it there? No. We're going to see it in the most pro-abortion states in the country. We're going to see it in Oregon, Washington, California. We're going to see it in Washington, D.C., which is not a state. We're going to see it in Massachusetts. We're going to see them in New York. So basically, the most pro-abortion states in the union are the ones that are going to get burned down by their own people for no particular reason, because abortion is not going to be outlawed in Washington, D.C., Oregon, Washington, California, Massachusetts, and New York. So it's it's going to be fun to watch. I'm watching the news all day. Um... I, and I didn't even go, I, I thought I was going to go way over in time because I did a lot of that Biden uh, press conference, but I guess I I didn't. So, okay, uh, I, I'd say visit my website, but there are no show notes. Like I said, there are no scripts, there are no links or anything like this. Um, I will prepare a link. I, I'm going to go through the Roe versus Wade decision and I'll mark it. I'll actually highlight certain sections that seem very interesting to me. But outside of that, and maybe if I can, I think with Adobe, I can actually go in and add notes, too, so I can add my opinions to it. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, I'm really glad I did this podcast. I had a lot of fun. I'm in a really good mood. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.